2: Final hour, fist pump time on the fan cam, Twitch, and YouTube. I'm Sean Sharif alongside Ralph James Choppy. We got our Cowboys inside our Bobby Bell. We got Peyton and Ryan in the back. Chris Arnold is listening, texting me about Micah Parsons. This is Sean and RJ back together again and for the long haul on DFW Sports Station. Thank you for being a tolo. That stands to turn it on, leave it on. Are you ready to be shocked and uh, blown away? Yeah, let's hear it. Shock and awe hit me. I don't know how this is possible. But some articles just came out that said that the NBA All-Star Game viewership was up 20%. I'm floored. I can't believe it. Sunday's game averaged 5.5 million viewers across TNT, TBS, True TV, according to Nielsen. Up 20% from last year on TNT and TBS. Last year was the least-watched All-Star Game On record. This still is the second lowest on record. But Mm. up 20% from last year. And it was awful and miserable. I kept on. I turned on Saturday night with. uh, No, in-laws were over Sunday with the game in the background. But I'm definitely more interested in Saturday. I'm more interested in the skills competition than I am the actual game. And then the three-point contest is my most interesting event. Steph versus Sabrina was the number one thing from the weekend. And then the game, I just totally have on his background noise. No care whatsoever. RJ came up with a couple ideas to fix this that I loved. Make it US versus the Euros. I think that would light a fire under the United States rear end, uh, trying to prove that it's still their game. Mm -hmm. Um, And they would uh, I think they play a little bit harder. And then you just break up the 24 guys into eight teams of three with a little three-on-three half-court tournament. I love that idea. Make it a little bit more like the NFL Pro Bowl where it's less people on the field or you see them more exposed and you have to try harder and give a little bit more effort because everyone agrees uh, this is embarrassing and it's unwatchable. But 20% increase. It's good. Couldn't believe That's it. It's good. That's good. I, you know, I wonder if... Uh, if- I wanted to watch. I actually recorded it. I'm not going to. Mm -hmm. But I actually recorded, like, the Barkley broadcast with Draymond and Reggie. They did one on, like, True TV or one of the side channels. And I was like, oh, I'd be really interested in this where Charles was, you know, making he's like, all right, Draymond, uh, next time I see you, man, catching the play-in, like, you know, taking these little shots back and forth. I wanted to to watch it with that, but I had the in-laws over.
3: Yeah, you know, I wonder if, like, uh, I know because they've started recently being able to – accurately get streaming involved and accurately get uh, sports bars involved for the first time. That's the
4: thing. We're on like it feels like an eight-month run of every sporting event is a new record. So, to me, it's like, all right, these are the juice numbers. You have the juiced ball. These are the home runs hit with the juice ball. We'll see how next year They they just did this
3: with the Super Bowl, right, where it had a big increase, and they are saying that a lot of this because they're able to now accurately project – Viewing parties, sports bars, and such.
2: Well, my favorite moment from All Star Weekend was Charles taking shots at a city that none of us can stand, especially the people and the radio hosts there. Uh, this was Barkley being asked about All Star Weekend in Indianapolis with Reggie Miller and Draymond.
5: Hey Reggie, yes. If you had a, if you had a chance of being cold. Of being around a bunch of homeless crooks in San Francisco. Oh, oh that's crazy! Oh no! You're not welcome. No. Hey, no. You're, no. Not welcome. No. Hey. you're not welcome. Hey. Hey. We love San Francisco. No, we don't. Yes, we do. You can't even walk around down yes, there. Yes, you can walk around. Yeah, with a bulletproof bag. <laughs> 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 hey,
4: you know what? What I, I liked about that? We we got a, a double dip because right after that, Draymond told me, "He goes, Charles, you played in
2: Philly." Yeah, he's like, "What are you talking about?" Because I live in Arizona, though. <laughs> I live, yeah, I he live goes, in I, Arizona. I, I live in Arizona, and then this was the previous clip back in the day, 2022. This was Mavs Warriors West Finals when Charles was talking about San
5: Fran. You know the here. bad thing about all this rain? It's not raining in San Francisco to clean up of those dirty ass streets. They got there, <laughs>
6: uh,
5: Come <on>. you know. <laughs> Say it again. They John. Need a clean. San Francisco, you know, it's a great city, but all that dirtiness and homelessness, y'all man, y'all gotta clean that off the streets. I wish it, cause it's raining like hell down here. Look, it's, that looks beautiful. No no, that? No, 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 beautiful. no, 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 You go go, the three, blocks ocean is hey, right go there. three blocks Table over. <laughs> go three blocks over by our hotel. Go three blocks over by our hotel, it's raining. So hard down here. San Francisco need a good washing. Yeah, but that was, place yeah, that is- was Thrive City where yeah. we did the show.
3: Well, that's a good part of San Francisco. Unfortunately, TNT put us in the bad part. Just like us. Just like us. They put us in the loin. Yes, like
5: tenderloin. Yes. Now Draymond
3: said
2: they've cleaned it up over the last three months. Oh,
3: there's a big, humongous well, meeting because yeah, China came in town. China, China. They came in town. No, seriously. They, like they, the, the Chinese consul, like uh, the the president or whatever of China, he came in town. They cleaned it up. They really did. Um, Why would
2: they che- uh, clean it up for him, for the for Chinese, the photo ops, but not... For the photo well, we went and had the Super Bowl
3: there. And yeah, they cleaned it up uh, for where the Super Bowl was. They, they oh, moved, baby. They, they just displaced <laughs> yeah. all these homeless people. They just completely displaced them, and they moved them into an area where the cameras weren't going to
2: be. And so there's Charles saying they need a good washing. Such, a good
3: an, such, wash. an, such an awful double
2: standard.
4: You know, Charles Barkley says it. We all laugh. Peyton says it. We get segments canceled. All right, canceled. shut up, Bobby. Um, <laughs>
2: All right, so uh there's your uh, there's your All-Star game recap. Uh up 20% over last year still making it the second lowest rated one ever. And then speaking of like TV and Bally and Rangers and all that, is it Suns TV?
4: Dude, yeah. This is so this is uh the Phoenix Suns last year because of all the RSN deals and everything that was falling apart. They changed over to broadcast television. That they moved things over to Arizona's family, which is like channels 3, 5, whatever else they had there. Uh, But now they have doubled their viewership year over year. So this isn't a 20% increase. This is a 100% increase. They have jumped up with the switch over from Bally's. The games on Arizona's family are 5.7 million people for people age two and up. They've got 5.7 million viewers, which is double what they had last year. So to me, this is like a take note kind of thing. If you're looking at this from these RSN deals, if you're not able to find one, go to broadcast TV. It's nice that we're going to get some games on channel eight for the Mavs, but this is this is a, a way to reach your fan base. It's nice when your fans can actually sit back and watch these teams and have an understanding of them. The, the high profile, you've got a lot of people right now around Dallas who are missing the prime of Luka Doncic or, or some of the best years of Luka Doncic because they can't watch it. A lot of people didn't know who the Rangers were throughout the season because they couldn't watch it. And so it's a frustrating thing, and I hope that more people take a look at this and learn from
2: it. Down one level of hoops with Rick Patino. Yesterday, I was sitting there doing some stuff or cleaning up the house, and I noticed ESPN, like, had Patino on for, like, two minutes straight. Yeah. And I was like, what the heck are they playing? Yeah, he's not
3: happy. Now, This is he's gone on. His, his press conferences this year have been, you know, something to see. Yeah. A sight to see. Uh, he has recently said that the college basketball NCAA needs a salary cap. Um, he has gone off about the referees. Uh, saying, I don't complain about the refs. I complain about other coaches working the refs. Yeah. And I yelled at the refs, They don't listen to them. Well, they're mired in quite a bad stretch right now. They've lost like 8 of 10. Uh, They were off to a decent start. He coaches St. John's. John's. His first year at St. John's. Now, he he posted a photo on social media at the start of the year. Man, like, so happy to have these guys, proud of this team that we've been able to get. And now... This is a snippet that was kind of pieced together, so a bunch of little clips. But he basically didn't yell at his players, but he made it abundantly clear. He doesn't think very highly of any of them.
7: We are so non-athletic that we can't guard anybody without fouling. And really is not about losing. Because even in winning, winning, when we watch the film, I see unathletic plays, I I see people that don't handle the ball, that's just interested in taking quick shots. So it's been a disappointing year.
8: If you had to do it over again, would you have attacked your first offseason differently?
7: I had no choice. We just could take who we could get, <laughs> who was available. We had no choice. Um, I don't think we were going to win the first year anyway, because when you rush like that and you don't see the players and you just, uh, not, not a whole lot we can do, but it's, um, I think I've enjoyed, even, even the Celtics when we lost. I've enjoyed every minute being a Boston Celtic coach. Didn't like the fact that we lost in that following year, but this has been the most unenjoyable experience I've had <laughs> since I've been coaching. you have any second thoughts of taking this job? No, not at all. It's not St. John's. It's my team. Look, I'm disappointed. I don't want to say the wrong things, <laughs> what? but I'm really disappointed in my team.
3: What wow!
2: Pass the buck. That's amazing. <laughs> and you can
4: only do that in college. This is Rick Patino hitting that old man age where it's like, I'm just going to say what I want. Yeah. Like, like, like there, th- this He's is, 70 something. No 71. filter. has gone. I, I get to say whatever I want now. How geez. do you,
2: what's that next team media practice like? I I don't think he cares because
3: they're, they're not going to go to the tournament unless they make a run. This
2: is like Carmelo yesterday coming out. Like, I think he did the Kenyon Martin podcast or something. And George Carl, George Carl. when he took over, told him, look, I think you're overrated. Okay. Like, yeah. you're more of a debtless shrimp type for this team. Yeah. He told Carmelo he was freaking debtless Ooh. shrimp. And he's like, it's clear. All right. Let's all get on the same page. You're overrated. I think you're overrated. <laughs> and Carmelo is like, you know, sitting there. And they went back and forth on social media and, and Twitter. George Carl, man, he's ruthless on, he is, on he Twitter. He is ruthless, but there's so Patino. This
3: Patino. Yeah. And he's got a lot. There, People are killing him for this. Like, a lot of, <laughs> a lot of the media is like, dude. This is unprofessional. This is not becoming of a coach. Like you're. Oh, but you're, we praise Saban for it. Right, right. They do, yeah. But Sabin wins. Saban wins. Uh, you know, the, Rick Pitino is, is losing. It's like Dion
2: he, does it. Dion is shopping his offensive line. Yeah, basically saying, "What's the problem? My boy's getting touched. My boy's getting hit. <laughs> yeah, way too much. What are we gonna do in the offseason? Five new linemen. Five new linemen. Yeah, Th- just throwing them all under the bus. Under the bus. I love Rick Pitino. I think Pitino. If I was. If, uh, I mean, I would hire him at a much bigger job if I was an AD. Yeah, I mean, look, he's he's, he's a legend.
3: He, he is older, uh, you know, in his seventies now, and, and like, you know, what are you going to get? How much more are you going to get out of him? Uh, it's a perfect fit for him. He's a New York guy. It's, it's you know, you listen to him talk. I mean, Saint—he's he's, a win. I he think sounds he- like the Saint John's coach.
2: Oh yeah, and here's a here's a past clip of him that Pepe dug up. This is Patino saying just how much he hates losing.
7: No, I, I don't feel good when we lose. I f-ing hate the world. <laughs> so just so you understand that. No, I don't feel good. I've never felt good with a lot, pardon my language. So I don't feel good. I don't believe in those um valiant efforts on the road. No, I feel like I want to kill myself, jump in the in the cold and, and die of frostbite.
4: <laughs> Jeez.
3: Yeah. It's a little much. He's just unhinged, man. He's a winner. Uh, He's I love gone, it. He is yes, he is. There's no doubt. I mean he he has won base, I mean he did he did great things at Iona uh when he was there. Uh Patino
2: or Roy Williams. You, you, you're coaching. You, you, for you, 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 your team's getting coached. Life on the line. Oh man, it's tough one. Right? That's a tough one. Right? A
3: tough one. <laughs> Patino <laughs> has won titles at multiple spots. Right? Mm-hmm. Kentucky
2: and Louisville. Uh, Patino. Man. Patino Calipari. Patino. Oh, okay. No I hesitation. like John.
3: I like John, but Patino's better.
2: Okay. And you're hesitating on
3: him and Roy. It's tough because you know Roy was at two legendary spots and he did great things there. But
2: Beheim, Patino. Oh, Patino. You but you hate. I Bay can't guys. stand
3: Jim Beheim. Um, <laughs>
2: Beheim or Sister Jean? I, Sister Jean. <laughs> Bill Self, Patino. Who, Mr. February? Don't we need to start talking coach about... Coach February? Is there, <laughs> isn't isn't Sandler
4: the one who's like obsessed with Bill Self and yeah. thinks Bill Self's like the greatest coach of all time? Tom
2: oh. Izzo, Patino.
3: Patino, see, I think Patino's getting lost in he the is. in the greatness discussion. I, I take Patino. It's you know, Pitino, it's, uh, you, know uh, uh, you know Coach K obviously is better. I think Calhoun's better than Patino. Um, Calhoun's the one we forget. Calhoun about. gets forgotten. I mean, yeah. he won four titles in about twenty years, if that. Yeah, fifteen. Lute Olson, Patino,
2: Patino. That's a all right. Lute's great. Gr- Luke's great, but I think Patino. That's over some big dogs. That's some big names right there. And I agree. So there it is. Oh, that's an all-time clip. I was losing with the cell. This is the most miserable, miserable time of year that I've ever had. And I think they were up big in that game, just end up blowing the
3: lead. I they blow every lead, you know. And he even said in that clip, he's like, "I, I, we, I don't even know how the hell we're gonna
2: beat Georgetown." That's like, dude, everybody beats Georgetown. That's right. All right, uh, Jimmy Johnson says he's back in the Cowboys mix, and we have the Jordan rules now. In the NFL. That's next on Sean, RJ, and Bobby 105.3 The Fans.
8: You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
2: Is Jimmy Johnson here to save us all? Bobby found this audio yesterday with Jimmy going on WQAM in Miami. Well,
9: it, since the Ring of Honor, Jerry and I—man, I'm on his advisory board now. <laughs> I'm talking on the phone. <laughs> I, I talked to him about an hour after his Green Bay loss, and you know he's talking about what all he needed to do because he's got had big decisions on Mike McCarthy and Dan Quinn and Dak Prescott. Uh, so, but everything's hunky dory now. So I'm I'm back in the fold with the Cowboys. Eh.
4: All right. This means good graces, right? This is definitely a case of why it's important to listen to what was said rather than just read it. Yeah. Because when you read it, it reads like, oh, my gosh, this is a, a significant deal. And when you listen to it, it's like, oh, okay, he's he's joking. What it does say is they're clearly on better speaking terms, and, and he takes his advice or seeks his advice as part of the information gathering process. That, that's what that says, and that's significant. But it's obviously not the... Boy, Jimmy's gonna this is like, you know, he's assistant GM or something now. It's clearly not that. Yeah,
2: I go back. Uh, I I wish it sounded a lot more serious uh than I think it is, but I go back to Emmett and what he said to us in Vegas. When he said, How often have you ever heard of a billionaire taking advice from a millionaire, a millionaire? That's right. Because I appreciate what Emmett Smith did on Radio Row all week long. Emmett Smith. Had an agenda and a purpose to go on every single show in every market. And let everyone know. And let everyone know and blast this team. Everything. Ownership, players, all of it. He he, he carried out the message that we needed as a fan base. He did it on every show and he repeated and he torched them. And Moose Johnson kind of did it with us as well, mm-hmm. and I just said to Emmett, "I'm like, this feels like y'all are really sick of it, and he is, and they are." So I really love and appreciate what Emmett did. It feels like we've reached a breaking point. I don't know what is actually on the other side of it. Uh, what, what's actually going to happen um, in terms of you know hurting or letting them know that you're sick of all the talk and the disappointment coming up short. But Emmett Smith carried that out in Vegas, and I appreciate him for that. That was a mission he was on. Do you think if
4: Jerry were to give some sort of phony, like, emeritus title to Jimmy as, like, special advisor to the general manager, do you think that would, which obviously really means nothing when you hear it? Fan base would love it. But would that be, like... Ah, uh, this is the move that gets them off my back. This lousy, like, Do you think that could carry him through uh, the offseason? I'm like, well, at least he brought Jimmy back. He's listening to Jimmy now. Let me
2: counter back with my own question to you. Hit me. If I told you that it would get heat off of Jerry, mm-hmm. do you still think he would do it because of the whole Jimmy thing? Jimmy Shadow? What, listen to him? No, appoint, uh, appoint him. Appoint him as an advisor? Give him a title.
3: Yeah. Uh, I'll answer
2: your question with a question. I, no, I don't think I, I don't think anyway. No way. No way in hell. Nope. Even if it got the heat off.
4: Right. Plus, wouldn't Jimmy have to give up his Fox deal? Depends on if he... um I don't know. Maybe if, if you're just an no, advisor Shaq, of some
2: I, sort. I think Shaq has been Orlando owner even, part owner. Yeah. Definitely advisor. I don't think he'd have to give it. So up. yeah, I mean I,
4: I think that like there may be certain disclosures you have to make or whatever, but I I I think I don't as think
2: an it analyst it's kinda of, it's it's like Studio Brady Atlanta, with the, the Raiders, yeah. right?
3: Brady with the Raiders.
4: Yeah, like you can be an advisor. Like I think if you're just advisor, that's like, well, you're not involved in personnel decisions. You're you're just advising somebody on what to do. Um, I don't know. I guess it would have to be, would Jerry view that as a significant enough role in the eyes of people publicly? Right. That it would potentially tarnish a victory. If he didn't feel that way, then I think he would. He'd be like, yeah, because that's that's enough of a, it's removed enough. That, you know, we can do that. And I mean, perception is reality anyway. There, here's the reality. If they win a Super Bowl with or without Jimmy Johnson, there are a lot of people who are just not going to give Jerry the credit anyway. They're gonna say, Nope, it was the. It's like uh it's like me trying to explain away a, a bad game from Dak Prescott. <laughs> I am gonna say, No, it wasn't him. It was uh it was those people over there. It's the same sort of thing though, when if they win a Super Bowl, people are gonna say, Well, that was Will. Like Will be Will McClay will become the new Jimmy. Not necessarily that they're going to... I'm not saying they'll have to split over it, but in terms of the credit, people say, well,
2: that wasn't Jerry. It was him. That has, He had nothing to do with that. Yeah. Uh, so there's Jimmy Johnson saying, I'm back in the Cowboys fold. Sounded like he was having a little more fun with it. All right, Bob, you have been wanting to talk about the new Jordan rules. So
4: I love this from Antonio Pierce. And, and I get why Max Crosby is such a big fan of his and had said, look, if you if you guys don't, hire Antonio Pierce. I want out of here. Also probably because Max Crosby had been through this before Mm -hmm. where they had an interim head coach in rich Bisaccia that the players loved and felt like, Hey, he really rallied us and helped carry us to the postseason. We had no business being there with, with how all the turmoil that occurred during the year and they didn't listen and they blew it off. So it was like, well, we're not going to let that happen again. And Antonio Pierce has developed this reputation as a great motivator And as being a former player, somebody who can connect and see the game a certain way. So they got a lot of credit at the end of the year for the way that they played Kansas City. Uh, They had blown a lead earlier in the year. But at the end of the year, week 16, third to last week of the season, they played Kansas City really well, won the game and had Mahomes pretty flustered. He was like 27 of 44, 230 yards, a touchdown and a pick. He did not play great that game. And it's now come out. Max Crosby had him on his podcast during, uh, just recently and it asked him about, hey, I want you to tell the story about how you motivated us and strategized. And Antonio Pierce said he dipped into some NBA references for it.
5: You got the Jordan rules, and we, we, I'm calling now from now on, as long as I'm here, the Patrick Mahomes rules. Mm-hmm. So you remember when Jordan was going through it with the Pistons, all those guys in the 80s before he came, Michael Jordan, the Air Jordan, the Pistons used to whoop his <laughs> Anytime he came to the home elbows, them filling up, yeah. them, love taps, we touch them, we in the head mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, I'm touching you. Mm-hmm. So I show those guys Jordan getting his whooped consistently, and on the side, I got this screen, I got these two, these two, these two sides, um, and it's kind of like, this is almost a little gory, like this, we're getting crazy now, right, this is bro, and we got these two screens showing of us just getting after it, Raiders versus Chiefs. And then the last one, I showed Muhammad Ali in the, four, in the 15th round. 12th round of his fights just giving it to him finishing finish i said man when we get to the end we got to finish him we got to put him away yeah. we got to put him away the way we want to put him away so i think this is
4: bro which for those who are of a younger generation or like peyton didn't watch the last dance when there was nothing else on uh during, during COVID. covid
3: uh Did you watch the tiger king Yes, I did.
4: The, the Jordan rules were all about, I, I mean, the crux of it was like physicality. Like, yeah. just beat him up, like, like Antonio Pierce just said there. There was some other stuff. They make wanted him be, earn it at the free throw. Wanted like. to push him to his left, wanted to double team, and did different things like that. But the the spirit behind it was just like, beat him up. Make him feel it. Yep. And I love the idea of drawing the comparison of Mahomes is just as unique as Jordan. Okay? This is the exact type of player. He is he is the Jordan of our era. And we can use some of these same tactics. Obviously, the X's and the O's are different. But we can use some of the same tactics of make him feel it.
2: Yeah. Well, I'll tell you exactly who took this to heart with Antonio's message. It was freaking Max Crosby. Max Mm. Crosby is Lambier in this analogy. Because if you watch Crosby uh, mic'd up, excuse me, max mic he is an irritant. And he times out his little cheap shots at Mahomes perfectly. When the play's over, just at the two seconds later, a little shove, and Pat finally lost it on him. He's like, dude, like I respect you and everything. Stop. What you're doing is dirty. And Max Crosby does that to a lot of people. Yeah. So he's Lambier in this scenario. He is. Yeah. He is, man.
3: Uh and he's he's, he's a monster. Like his motor doesn't stop. That's a, hey, that
4: that's how they raise him over in Colleyville, Texas, Colleyville Heritage, that's right? They, baby. they they bring up Max Crosby that way. Man, this is a I still to this day, and now you've just got me sad about this, I still get so upset that he was not picked that that was somebody that was right there for him where did he go fourth round Colleyville pick 106 he went pick 106 they took uh uh-huh. Tristan Hill that draft oh, and then they took uh Connor McGovern but they Rod Marinelli loved him. He wanted desperately to be here. He wanted to be a Cowboy. He loves the area. He loved the coaching staff and didn't work out.
2: Cross talk with KNC from Nebraska Furniture Mart. I'm hearing Tony Pollard was supposed to be there. He may be dealing with the flu right now. Could be having the flu, but they're going to open up the doors at 11 o'clock for NFM with KNC. We'll cross talk in 10 minutes. But Bobby, yesterday was another addition. Of therapy for you, Ugh, it was.
4: Uh, and this was the first one that we had, uh Sean. We did an actual psychological exercise. About time. Yeah, I mean, she's she's always giving advice and she's talking through things, but it was one of these which I've been glad we haven't done them to be honest. We did one of these like, all right, well, we're gonna do an exercise where you kind of this, and I was like, like, oh boy, here we go. All right, here comes the woo. Here comes the woo woo. <laughs> and I think I was frustrating her a little bit this time. Not like I was being difficult, but I think she found my negative thought process kind of challenging to deal with yesterday. Where she's like, You okay. think of
2: him as a really negative person?
4: Yes. <laughs> yeah. Generally. Okay. And so, like, I, and I mean, I've talked about it before. I just trend towards thinking, interpreting, like, what's unsaid from people as, like, oh, they must be acting negatively towards me. And I mean, why wouldn't they? Like, I, I, I probably should be acting ne- negatively towards Like, that's the way that I think about it. And at one point she said, Do you want to counteract your negativity or not? Like she was like, are you are you here to fix this or are you not? Right. And so and I was like, say all to right. that? I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, all right, all right, I'll, I'll I'll do it. What do you need me to do? So this is called container exercise, everybody. I looked it up; it's a real thing. Okay. okay. <laughs> and I, I would try. That's her. how negative you are. You're I, like, is, is this something real? I, I absolutely put me through the paces. I absolutely trust her. She's uh, she's smart, but I also know that when I've tried mindfulness before, like meditating. My brain just ping-pongs around. I can't like do the empty things out, focus on the. I can't do it. I've tried. And so you, the gist of it is you close your eyes, you picture a container in front of you, okay? And you can envision whatever the container looks like, and you're supposed to take your negativity and your stress and your anxiety and everything else, envision putting it in the container, sealing it up, putting it away, and then visualize yourself turning your back on it. Hmm. And I've heard these sort of things before, and I've turn like— turn your
3: back on your problems.
4: Uh, was, I was, I was, no, Negativity. she said. She said basically the idea is that you're supposed to see it, you know, outside of yourself. Envision yourself literally putting it outside of you, recognize it, looking at it, not denying it, and then saying, "All right, walking away from it now." And so I've always thought like, okay, this is just a weird psychological trick. She actually explained to me something that I've never heard before, which is the way that it's supposed to help. So she says that when you're stressed or anxious or whatever, you use your amygdala, which is the fight or flight response. Okay, and so she said that the processing, the personality, everything like that is supposed to be your prefrontal cortex. So by doing this exercise, it engages that part of your brain. And so you're supposed to be tying stress and negativity and anxiety and processing it with that part of your brain instead of the fight or flight. Got to get out of here response. So she said it's like a repetition you're supposed to do where you become more used to processing those sorts of emotions with that part of your brain and can address it. So we'll see if it actually works. She said I basically oh, you didn't like
2: do it right there and try it. No, I did I
4: did it once, but she's like, this is not a one time thing. You're gonna be frustrated by it. You've got to keep going with it. She said basically I've spent so long just saturating in negativity that she said it's basically rewired my brain and I have to start reworking the neural pathways to wow. actually deal with negativity. Good for you. That's what she said. I, I don't know if that she are could you have been sh- making words out it. Are up. you trying
2: know. to apply this consistently? Uh, I mean, this is the first time In she's- In general. Getting, uh, yeah. All, like, these, I mean, all these things. Yeah, like, me. I mean, she she hasn't
4: given me, like, this is the first time she's given me, like, an exercise to do. Uh, most of the time, I think it's just been, like, cathartic to let stuff go. And she's helped talk through things. Like, the biggest shift I've had is uh, I, pro, I, I think I'm now turning towards I don't want another baby through talking to her. Whoa. Just because not, like, because through talking to her and when she- was walking through the reasons like why do you want another one so bad and we went through it i think i recognized through talking about it that i was like oh i think there are probably some selfish motives for wanting another baby Hmm. that probably aren't totally like the bad in terms of it's just more about like me making sure that i'm oh well it'll help me be present and i can do this and i miss this and i want that and i was just like that's probably not a good enough reason
2: What's wrong top
3: yeah what are you doing ryan was zooming in on me on the uh is that where you're tearing up?
2: Oh, fan cam. so I was trying not to. Oh, I thought I was blink. just moving. No, I was trying not to blink. I thought it was. I thought it. I, I thought know was this is when Choppy went to therapy for: narcissism. He turned our, Bobby's Only the moment. masters. Only that, the masters. Causes like that, him to cry. that was your Snickers bar moment with Jared. <laughs> I was like, oh, I thought you were going to say something really profound and no. important, Ryan and revealing had in on
3: me on the fan cam, <laughs> and uh, I, I caught it out of the corner of my eye, <laughs> and uh, I just decided to have a staring contest with myself. Oh, Okay, And guess what? I lost. But that's the
4: biggest takeaway I've had from it. The biggest shift no I've No more baby. The biggest perspective shift I've had is I lean towards I don't want another baby now. Wow. And that this wow. is, we'll see if this exercise actually works. I told her, I was like, I'm kind of skeptical at will. She's like, that's fine. I Just tell me if you're having trouble with it, but like actually try it. Hmm. And so she was just very stern about like, hey, are we going to like actually work to fix this or are you just
2: going to go through the motions? She could dump you at one point. To that really is rock your world. Very, very possible. A, a therapist or Kristen? No,
4: <laughs> she did. She did see. Yeah, but <laughs> she did tell me she was like your negativity. She's like people don't want you to feel that. I was like I don't know that it's, they don't want me to feel it. They don't want to be annoyed by it. And she's like oh I'm yeah I'm sure it's annoying.
2: Yeah, I had someone <laughs> who tell me that that I like a lot. He goes he goes I should have oh, said what I say, say. what I say I said like a lot. Uh, said, Yeah, what you're trying to do with Bobby's segment, I'll just talk to you, Choppy. Yeah. He goes, What you're trying to do with Bobby's right segment, here. it's not working, it's not, it's backfire. He said, You're trying to make him more likable by showing, having him expose himself and the flaws out there, yeah, but it's not working, it's he's, having the opposite he's effect. Becoming more hateable, yeah. This is someone that I really trust their radio opinion and said that to me. Let's crosstalk with the KNC next. <laughs> I know this whole break. Y'all is gonna be damn, who damn. was he? He's gonna drive you crazy. <laughs> crosstalk with KNC Next.
8: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
2: Let's cross roads. talk on roads. Zoom, YouTube, and Twitch. We're making fun of the Philadelphia accent, right there, Mike Trout. Now we talked about this. Was it yesterday? We
3: yeah. Said? Yeah, yeah, it was. Or, uh, I think it was Corey, Corey was started. like uh, saying how he, Peyton says find new roads." roads. It's roads. Personality, you know.
2: Oh, wow! You still owe Corey from releasing your email. Yeah,
1: Corey, yeah. you have anything to say about that? Stop sending me crap like that. Oh. Yeah. That's Corey, tell him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but no, man, I just like—I like that he's enunciating. I think it's cool. I'm proud of him, man. He's trying hard. We're at a Nebraska Furniture Mart, fellas. NFM at GrandScape, and it is a glorious day out here. As you can get all of your furniture needs. I think my entire house, every bed in my house, is from Nebraska Furniture Mart. Uh, most of our like uh, under the TV stuff is from out here as well. Yeah. you got grilling stuff. You have just every. Thing you need for your home out here, so come see us today.
10: I'm a little concerned about the loss prevention situation here because
1: the alarm keeps going. Because off. Because
10: the multiple alarms keep going off, uh-huh. and so if that's the case, I feel like maybe security will not take it seriously <laughs> when somebody <laughs> walks through if they do try to thieve something.
1: And the thing about that is nobody's walking through those yes. areas where the alarms are going off. So mm-hmm. maybe it's just uh, maybe it's just that's there for show.
4: Your loss prevention, Hagee, you'll chase them out to their car, kick the window out, make Man. sure. (laughs)
1: I learned a
10: valuable lesson that day, Bobby. Well, not really, because I didn't get fired for like a month and a half after that. A month and a half after that, that I learned a valuable lesson.
2: I bought about uh, 14 things from Nebraska the other day. Wow. Just Just decided to go ahead and get it all out versus, you know, you move into a house and you're like, all right, we can do this here and mm-hmm. do this there. And then you think your wife is on board, but then you start feeling the pressure of, no, I right. kind of want it like, all done at once. And I'm like, well, I don't have the bank account to sit there and do that. And Broke then boy. I found Nebraska and, uh, and and Christine and Ian and Josh, 14 things. I'm like, let's just go ahead and bite the bullet. And I saved tremendously. And it's a one-stop shop. That's did the thing. You, did you drive
10: back? Did you have to check a bag on the plane with all the stuff you bought from Nebraska? To come back to Bra-
3: Texas, I think he meant Nebraska. Making furniture a state joke. Mm. I believe. It yeah. Was a state wow. joke. When you when you got to Making Nebraska, did contact. you go
1: through the yeah. the maze, the cornfield out? Did you go through the corn maze you know, to get to it? Make a I left on Tom Osborne to Way. Praise Good.
2: your sponsor. Turn at Tommy
1: Frazier Boulevard. Yeah. yeah. You're railing it. To go yourself.
10: go
2: past
1: Eric Crouch
2: Park. Mm-hmm. You'll mm-hmm. see it
1: on the left.
10: I Omaha. Bet, I bet Omaha. you're out of. I bet,
2: I bet you're out of Cornhuskers.
10: Well, I mean, the and Alive Ones, too. maybe. <laughs> they had to rename it. used to be Lawrence Phillips Boulevard, oh my but gosh, they had dude, to rename it.
1: One of my favorite parts about this place, Sean, is right there over my shoulder, if you're seeing this on the Twitch or the uh, YouTube, is the wine bar. They do have a little uh, or they have lots of different kinds of uh, the Colony Wine Bar refresh So You can come in here, shop, get hammered while you're doing it and have a, lot, have a good time. <laughs>
2: What's coming up on the show?
1: Oh, man. One More of my
2: Nebraska f- puns. More Nebraska puns huh. for
1: sure. But at 1020, <laughs> our brand-new hockey segment, Don't Puck With Me, oh, uh, we'll do that at 1020 today, and I cannot wait for that. And AM on the FM, uh, Alec Medford getting his shine on at 1120 today. You know he's going <laughs> to throw some shade at Peyton, too. I'm expecting it. Actually, I'm, I paid for that. That's I what, heard I, that's what, you what said I showed up Peyton. and paid my, my good money you for. You think
2: it. Alec can enunciate better than Peyton? Yes. No. Does he say unprecedented? <laughs> yes, <he does. laughs> uh, where's tried that a couple of times where's Mike he's in court how much are we going to talk place how much are we going to talk about that how much can we talk about
1: we can we talked about it a little bit yesterday <laughs> yeah uh, we did a, I mean he did pretty much a whole segment on it but we, you know, names have to be withheld, so that's one of the very difficult Redacted. things. But if you have some some questions about it,
10: unless you come up to Nebraska Furniture, yeah, then we can. No, I, oh, I still can't team. tell you. I still <laughs> can't tell you. But yeah, he's in court today during the show, so I hope it all turns out really well. He's going to be
1: on the stand a lot. He said he's yeah. he's pr- primarily the one on the stand. So, and you know, Mike, he's gonna he's gonna talk and he's gonna chat it up, <laughs> oh, and shoot. they're. He is he nervous? Oh, yeah, yeah, he's he very nervous. He is?
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, he called me this morning in a commercial break, and I felt, I felt some of the nerves. This well, is for the card drama. Yes. Okay. And I From I think- like four years ago.
10: I think yeah, and they're trying to delay it even more. Trust me. Is I think his concern is he's going to give like a radio answer where he goes on this non sequitur and then forgets what the question from the attorney was, (laughs) and then he's going to be like, I don't remember
4: where I was going with that. (laughs)
1: That is his. He actually said that is his biggest fear yesterday in the elevator on the way down.
4: I want him to jump. I I, like. I would love for him to jump into some uh, like Mike bits. Like whenever Mike is doing any of his like trolling or or, like trying to, I'd love to see him do that to the prosecutors or the, the. Defense attorney whatever it is. So yeah.
10: one of the one of the suggestions we had was those people stole from me, but you know who never did was the good people at Men's tea Clinic. <laughs> oh. Always like we really want him to just work in some ad sponsors while he's testifying. I think that would be amazing. That'd be fun. Is that this
2: would be a this fun. isn't like a jury trial? Right? I think it's just a judge. Okay, I believe there is no way to get a microphone in there, right? Like, uh, let's, like like the, like the Cowboys presser, like, let's go live to the courtroom. And when Mike's on the stand, like, we should have sent Austin York from downstairs. Should've, David should've Moore, we still could. David
4: Moore's cross-examining Mike or whatever. That'd be good. I'd like it. Man, that is a good idea. I yeah. feel like we
2: dropped the ball on that. I'm yeah. sorry. Someone's in there, and then you, you 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 pot it up, and then, bam, you get Mike's testimony live on air. Is there mm. a link to watch this? or we have, like, a, a court TV? We should have court TV. Uh, what's her name? Nancy Grace. Is Nancy yes. great?
3: What's she, is she going to be out there now? This is only Bastic. when Kids get
1: addu- abducted, isn't that <laughs> only when she comes around? You know, it, he doesn't go on the stand until like noon, so they ha- we have two hours to assign this to the news desk if we want. To.
2: Can the public show up to this? I don't know. I don't
10: <laughs> know how.
1: I don't know how the courts work, Look, Sean. Sean, I'm very conflicted
10: because I know some of the answers to people asking where it is and stuff, but I just don't know if I think that's a good strategy. Yeah.
1: Do you think that- – Well, because we would rather have everybody show up to Nebraska Furniture Mart and That's hang out point. with us
2: today, so- a good point. Yeah, yeah, and steal from there like Kevin advocated. No, 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 no. That I said I Mike. was concerned.
10: <laughs> I did not advocate that at all. I said I was concerned.
2: <laughs> uh, so do you guys think that Bassick has is, – is, is he the favorite going into this, or do you think it's like fifty fifty? 50-50.
1: Oh, this is always tough
2: because I was you saying know
1: what? Yeah, I'm not involved in the case.
10: I was I can't saying get hit for you know defamation.
2: every detail. Yeah, because uh, he <sighs> spills everything.
10: Oh no, no, I'm just trying to decide if anything I say would hurt any part of his case. Oh, you think the judge I, is a tolo? Uh, <laughs> I believe he is the favorite because I know what happened and I know there's proof
2: about at least part of it. Mm-hmm. Could Mike? Yeah. Could Mike win an amount in this case? That has him quit the Rangers too, like he's going to quit radio. I don't
10: <laughs> think so, but I also think he's not apt to quit in general. He yeah. just that's a coping mechanism. That, that's for him. all that is. Yeah. That's all that
3: is.
2: So okay, but, but could could uh, could he win an amount that has him like even more unmanageable, uncontrolled yes. than he already is? Yes, I Ooh. can definitely see that because. But see, I think you're misinterpreting. I think
10: he is going to be emboldened by the win, period, mm-hmm. not just the amount of money. So yeah. I think he's going to be like, hey, the last MFers I took to court, they got theirs. <laughs> they and so, got like, the I, I think that's going to be what's going to be tough to deal with. <laughs> you think he's been, I'm
2: famous. You think he's been, like, practicing and stuff, like his testimony?
1: I don't know. He He said yesterday that he just wants to kind of go up there and just be honest, you know, like just – say with well, the that's real good. things. And, and the real story is, under like, oath. That, is, that is the truth. Like, the real story behind this, the honesty of it, Mike got screwed, man. Like, that's what the real honest part of of this is. So he, did, he really did get screwed over. But I did, you know, want to make sure he was t- saying he wanted to talk about his dad a little bit because his dad told him. You know, this is a place that you should trust. Yeah, and so like so that's a big factor. Fault. And his dad. Oh, we've definitely been through that line of <laughs> <laughs> thought. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. I think his other concern is how much do you think his dad got out of this. I don't oh, think his dad was in on it. He he part got of that? the he got, got a kickback? Shut
2: up! I do not plot twist. He said, "Buy all my cards," oh, and they were so amazing. Man, the Mike Bass senior cards went missing. I would be so devastated, Mike Mike
10: Junior, if that happened. I think he's still concerned is the analogy I know you've heard he's used before and he's used with me. That makes sense is if the police were like, hey, somebody stole one hundred thousand dollars worth of diamonds, you'd be like, oh, we need to get on the case. But when you hear it's one hundred thousand dollars of baseball cards, there are still some people who are like, huh? Like the things with the gum and stuff. And so I think he's just a little bit concerned about, you know, people taking it seriously.
2: How many times do you think he'll tell the court he's a former player? uh he uh seven bring up his dad yep mm-hmm. uh absolutely He'll bring up his dad three
3: times um i look, might
10: take the over
3: on that would
1: he bring up the barry Bonds situation
10: oh. <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna set the over under at half because that's something that i we say do. no we yeah, do
1: that I a lot he, he doesn't
3: do that doesn't
1: whenever do that. we're at dinner we're like we introduce him as the guy that gave up barry bond's home run and stuff we do that a lot do we we need to stop that for him well, I'm glad you brought
10: the up
7: dinner. The police are on you?
8: their way, mofos. <laughs> are, you,
7: <laughs>
10: are you guys excited that we might not go back to that same place we went last year with that Nimrod waiter in Arizona? We weren't
3: there, dude. Yeah, we weren't there. We didn't go to
10: Arizona Oh, last year.
2: man. I thought you were going to talk about the Nimrod and Oxnard. No. Oh, yeah. The one who wouldn't let us separate the bill. Oh, yeah. oh Kevin's Matt. That yeah. led to Kevin's Matt. That's math. right. Yeah. That's right.
3: At the uh, the Italian joint. Were you impressed by the Kevin's Matt? Uh, yeah, I was. No, not really. Yeah, oh. <laughs> yeah, 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 I was, but he's a lefty. That, that threw me off. Okay. What? Uh-oh. He, he triggered
2: him. Actually, you, he's he's not not actually, he's not actually. You triggered him over the
3: math. He writes
1: right-handed. It's true. But oh. he is naturally left-handed. He oh. had a woman hitting him with a ruler and saying you can't use your left hand when he was a child. All
2: right, Kevin. What hand do you cut your steak with? Uh, right hand. You fork it with the left
10: hand and then cut it with the right hand.
2: Okay, and you eat the f- you eat the steak fork with what hand? Usually right, though that can vary. So you cut with the right and eat with the right. Yeah, is that weird? You set the knife. It's, it's, yeah. uh, it's very. Uh, it's very. It's very now. European. It's hey, very <laughs> European. Hey, <laughs> hey, is is you, it? You cut yeah. and then Switch. change hands. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Oh my god! See,
2: it's a
3: lot of work. My dad you. does that. It's very proper. That a- is not very efficient. Now that you mentioned, it's not that. efficient. No, you should <laughs> cut at all. with the right. Eat. Huh. With this, you know, move your hand up with the left. Cut with the left.
2: Eat with the right. No. Don't go strong. To the wrong side. Fourth side, side. You need
3: a good solid cut. More on you need the, a good
2: surgical cut. More on this tomorrow. It's. Deep. I do want to talk about this more. <laughs> I didn't realize this was weird. Yeah, and spinach or spinach tomorrow. Yes. Riveting radio, the KNC masterpiece from the greatness of Nebraska Furniture Mart, Omaha. Next. Stop Nebraska references.